Hello and welcome to Radio IAGP. My name is Implausibly Josh and thank you so much for listening. Before we get into the questions, it is late. Uh, just a peek behind the curtain. I normally record Radio IAGP the morning it goes up. Uh, I work a 3 p.m. to midnight schedule and because of the current ongoings, I don't want to record earlier in the day because I have someone who works from home with me in my apartment and recording while they're working would be a pain in the ass for them, so I don't do that. What that means, though, is is that I stay up much later to work on some stuff, which means that I wake up later, which means that I work on website stuff later. It's a whole cycle, and it's kind of a pain. But today I decided, oh, I should work on the website beforehand, because we have this WordPress, and I'm trying to do some more stuff with it here and there, trying to update it when I can. We recently got on iTunes, which is amazing, and I wanted to make sure that that was updated basically everywhere you could find us. And then I got really excited about recording an episode. So I figured, hey, it's only two hours later than I would normally record an episode. Why don't I record an episode? And now that I've started recording, I feel like I've made a mistake, but it's too late. I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway, so I can get ahead of myself and make sure that I have content going up on Monday morning. So with that all out of the way, let's get started. But before we do, Remember, if you have questions, you can send them into our new email address. Our new email address is radioiagp at gmail.com. So let's get into it. Our first question comes from Brian, who asks, Do you have a class that you gravitate towards in your class-based games? Do you like the Frontline Warrior, Magical Mages, enjoy, enjoy playing the healer, prefer to play something ranged or melee? Thank you for the very good question, Brian. I would say that I normally try to skew towards magic classes of basically any stripe. Dragon's Dogma, for instance, is a game that I like to play a ton, and I almost always end up, no matter how I start, I almost always end up being some type of magic class of some sort. I like to stand back and shoot fireballs, basically. And especially in games like that, I'm very into just releasing a huge fireball of sorts at enemies and watching them all blow up. It feels a lot better to me than any type of sword or hand-to-hand combat. And when I played WoW briefly, uh, I was really into healing. I like supporting, you know. Uh, It's fun to be a magic user and kind of stay in the, not the front lines, but stay in the back and kind of shoot lightning or shoot magic missile or whatever. It's nice to do that and basically support from the back. I don't like to be up in an enemy's grill and slashing and swinging and kicking and punching and all that stuff. It's just not really for me. It's not what I really enjoy doing. So like I said, when I played WoW for a little bit, it was a lot of hanging out in the back, making sure that the everyone in the party was healed. And that was a fun time. You know, I didn't really do much damage, but I definitely healed a bunch. I think I only did one dungeon in WoW and then I stopped playing. I don't really sit well with MMOs, to be entirely honest. Um, playing a sub- Paying a subscription to a game doesn't make a lot of sense to me, and it doesn't make a lot of sense to me financially. I'd much rather just pay X amount of dollars and then be able to go forward and enjoy as much as I can without feeling like I have to cram in all of my enjoyment per month, which I feel like is a thing that I really feel when I have to play an, an MMO. I guess really only subscription-based MMOs. I've tried a handful of free MMOs, and I always feel like those just feel hobbled, like they're just not complete. 
Like, you feel like you're always missing out on something. But anyways, back to the question. It's mostly magic users. It's mostly ranged attacks. Don't really like being up in the front lines when I'm playing class-based games. And now the next question comes from Anonymous, who asks, We are a fourth of the way through 2020. What's been your favorite game you've played so far? Thank you, Anonymous, for the question. So when I started Implausibly Average's 2020, I've been keeping a record of all the games I've been playing throughout the year. Because while I don't think we're going to do any type of Game of the Year coverage by the end of the year, I do think it would be fun to do something small. We're definitely not going to do something like a a giant bomb, for instance, where you have weeks of content, or you have a week solid of content with hours-long podcasts um, talking about all the games through 2020. But I think for a smaller project, I guess is the best way to put it, smaller brand, basically what I'm trying to get at is that Implausibly Average is a hobby, and I try to treat it like a hobby. So it's really just trying to make content out of the fun things I do in my downtime from work is kind of how I think about it. I don't try and get money from Implausibly Average yet. You know, we don't have a Patreon. We don't have a Ko-fi. We don't have any type of donation links, nothing like that. It's just me and I'm putting my own money into it and that's it. So any of our games coverage would be basically on a hobbyist budget, if that makes sense. Like, I don't get review codes because I don't review anything. Our gaming podcast is a emails-only gaming podcast, so it's not necessarily like we would have long-form discussions about, oh, I played Animal Crossing this week, and this was what I did, and I still think it's good, or the bunny event is bad, or whatever. But I think it's fun. I, I think looking back on your year is a fun thing to do, especially when you want to kind of keep track of your hobby, which is what Implausibly Average is currently. Um, So all that being said, in terms of new games I've played in 2020, I think I've probably had the most fun so far with maybe Pokemon Sword, I think is like the new game that I got this year, the game that released in 2020 that I played a ton of. Or wait, that came out in 2019, didn't it? Oh no, I have to fact check. Oh, that did come out in 2019. See, this is what I'm talking about, is that I don't care when a game comes out. I care about when I play it. Man, I'm such a dunce. Well, I guess if it's a new game for 2020, then maybe Animal Crossing, the Bunny Day event or whatever, Egg Day, whatever it's called. The current egg-based sort of Easter event is bad. I'm not really a fan of it. I don't find any of the items that I'm supposed to be crafting to be interesting. But other than that, it's been really fun outside of that. It It's weird that this is what it opened up with, but what can you do, you know? But I have a ton of fun with it. Like, I'm waking up every day to play this game, which I don't think something that I can that can be said for a lot of other games that I play, even ones that didn't come out in 2020. For instance, I'm playing a lot of Elite Dangerous right now, and that game is fun. It's very fun, but I'm not getting out of bed to play Elite Dangerous. I'm winding down after work to play it, but I'm not like, oh god, I gotta go to a new star system, I gotta check this stuff out. And I think that's mostly because that game is about a galaxy wide and maybe a foot or two deep. And even with current upgrades and updates to the game, I'm just not having that need to check in on it every day. Animal Crossing though, I like 
checking out my my island. I like going around and decorating. I like going around and finding all the fossils. I like the DIY stuff, sort of. I wish that there were more resources. For instance, my big bottleneck right now is I don't have regular wood. I have soft wood and I have hard wood, but regular wood seems to be the thing that I'm almost always running out of. And right now I'm in my phase with my island where I'm just moving stuff around. I'm moving trees to where I want them to be. I'm trying to make it a little bit more organized with still that natural feel. I just unlocked the the landscaping tools recently. So now I'm doing a lot of that. And so I'm still waking up every morning to go, I gotta go hit the money rock. I gotta go check in on all my villagers. I have to do X, Y, or Z thing. And that's really fun. That's legitimately really, really fun to me. And even when I played New Leaf, I think I gave up around now. Like, while I know that there is less penalties for letting your island do its own thing for a couple of days, you don't have to check in on it every day. Checking in on it only takes like maybe 15 minutes to 30 minutes. If I'm trying to go through it quick, I don't have to go run to an island every day. I don't have to farm tarantulas you know like i don't have to do all that stuff currently i can just go run around talk to all my my animal villagers and then i can you know check on the shop stuff you know like there's there's just enough to do every single day and you're given enough tools to make it as deep as you'd like and enough incentive with things like the nook miles to really make the game your own that i truly think it is so far my top game of 2020 that's come out in 2020. I'd even say my top game I've played in 2020. I don't think there's another game that I've been playing that that tops it at all. All right, let's go on to our last question for this episode, and that is from Tyler, who asks, When I was a kid, I used to play so much Kirby 64, and anytime I think about that game or see it, I get an intense wave of nostalgia for my childhood. What would be a similar video game of your childhood? Thank you very much, Tyler, for the question. I would say that my like childhood nostalgia game would be the first Dragon Ball Z Budokai game. Actually, hold on. It's tied between that and Star Fox 64. So the Nintendo 64 was my first ever console that I remember playing. It was the one we had in our house as a kid. It was great. And it's, it's the one we had. Um, and I remember very clearly us getting the Nintendo 64 Christmas Day. And it was set up on the TV. And it was playing the, I think, Star Fox 64 intro. Just like the attract screen thing. And I played so much Star Fox 64. I feel like that was probably one of the first games I looked up how to play competently, I guess. Or more efficiently. One of those you know, Star Fox 64 is an on-rail shooter that has a scoring system that also gates some content and has hard routes, medium routes, easy routes. So I definitely remember looking up how to get all the hard routes, what scores I need to get to get medals on certain things. It was a blast. Mild competition in the family to see who could keep their scores on the high scoreboard. And so there's a lot of fond memories tied up in that game. And for me, it's a game that just cannot be beat. And there's something very special about playing it on the Nintendo 64. I have Star Fox 64 3D on my 3DS. It's a fun game. It looks so much better. But 
it's just not the same to me for whatever reason. And I think it's mostly because I am not playing on an N64 and I'm not trying to beat those high scores that were on that cart that my family took a lot of time to try and keep our names on there. And that weird family competition. So that's one game. And then the other game would have to be Dragon Ball Z Budokai for the PS2. If I remember correctly, that was a game that I didn't have a memory card for the PS2 for a while. So I was just seeing how far I could get in that game before I had to turn the PS2 off and then start from scratch, which was kind of a pain. But still, it was Dragon Ball Z. I was huge into Dragon Ball Z as a kid. So it hit all the right buttons for me. It was, I'm no fighting game expert, but but for me at the time, it was great. It's exactly what I wanted. The look was really cool too. Like everyone looked like action figures come to life, which I find to be just incredible. That's just such a cool look. And I wish that any Dragon Ball Z game would go back to a look like that, or at least look a little different than Cell Shaded. But I just have so much memory tied into turning on the PS2, playing that game as far as I could, wishing I had a memory card for this PS2 and for this game specifically, and then eventually getting it and eventually beating that game and feeling so triumphant when I finally beat Perfect Cell with Teen Gohan at the end of the story mode. Ugh, so good. I think even when I did the stream a while ago where I just wanted to beat the game, or no, I did that with, uh, Budokai 3. I didn't do that with Budokai 1. Budokai 3 is another game that I have fond memories of, but it's one that really is that first game on the PS2 really, really gets me. But I've played it recently. There was an HD remaster where I want to say it was Budokai 1 and Budokai 3 were wrapped up together on PS3 and Xbox 360. They were remastered or not even really remastered. They were just really re-released in HD. Oh, and they had to change the music too because the composer, I think, was accused of plagiarism. So all the music had to be scrapped, which sucks because the music is probably my favorite part of both of those games. I ended up buying on iTunes a copy of the soundtracks for both games. But yeah, like playing that game again recently, I can still remember getting really anxious about that final fight with Team Gohan against Cell. And remembering as a kid being like, this is the hardest thing ever in video games. There's nothing more difficult than this. And then as an adult playing it again, going, this is still kind of hard, but I know how to cheese this now. I understand how the mechanics of this game work, so I can actually beat this without too much of an issue. But yeah, both those games are just incredible. And I do have even, to go back to what Tyler brought up, I do have a little bit of a nostalgia for Kirby 64. If you recall, some hotels years ago used to have a Nintendo 64 just wired up to the TV, like a Nintendo 64 controller, and you could buy an hour of game time. And I remember Kirby 64 being my go-to hour of game time. I did a lot of road trips as a kid. We would sometimes stay in hotels that had that. And if I could convince my parents to pay for the hour then that was the game I would play 100% almost all the time. Which reminds me, I need to add that to my collection at some point. I will someday get Kirby 64 for my N64 collection. But anyways, that does it for Radio IAGP. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. Tell your friends, tell your family. We're on iTunes now. Leave us a review if you you like this. 
And as always, you can send in your questions to radioiagp at gmail.com. You can follow me, Implausibly Josh, on Twitter. I'm at Implausibly J. You can follow Implausibly Average on Twitter. They're at Implausibly A. And I think that'll about do it. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see y'all next time. Later. Don't let the bruises fool you. Goku is just getting warmed up. Yeah!